well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode today, don't we, Scotty? It's just so fucking special. Today is Thursday, February 15th, 2024, which is Singles Awareness Day. And it's also our Valentine's Day special. Also our season premiere for season five of the show. Season freaking five. I love you for being here. <laughs> Singles Awareness Day. I guess that makes sense. Day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because like, you might not think you're single, but if you didn't do anything on February 14th, you're aware that you are single now. Maybe you are. Maybe you are single. <laughs> Maybe it turns out you were the side piece. Singles Awareness Day would be like <laughs> heartbreak day. <laughs> Damn. A really disappointing day in February. What a day. <laughs> All right. So for our Valentine's Day special, we got some special segments. Uh, we'll do hard candy. We will do our gaslighter of the week. <laughs> We've got NFL Tinder profiles. Toxic relationships. We will get into our Hall of Fame inductee, Alice Coachman. Alice. We will get our hard candy answer. We will go to church. We have roses and chocolates, and we'll send you on your merry little way. So, without further ado, hit me with that hard candy, Scotty. Get ready to chomp down on, on a B mine. Awful heart from 1974 because you know they don't make new ones; they just recycle them. Like they're just like they candy bought corn. them. Like yeah, they like paid for all of them and yeah. stored them in a factory <laughs> warehouse. Really. It's what they make the space shuttle out of. Um, so <laughs> I want to know. We're gonna be talking about Olympic records. We have the Olympics this summer, so get hype because I'm always hyped for the Olympics. But uh, we're gonna be talking about the high jump today. So I want to know since I promised to make stumpers harder in the future. This is definitely hard candy. What is the women's record for the standing high jump in track and field? Whoa. Is it six feet, one quarter inches, six feet, a half an inch, or is it six feet, one inches? Would yeah, let's go six foot one. Okay. I'm six two, by the way. Ladies. If you can Just jump kidding. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, should we shout out our SOs? Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Happy SS. Valentine's Day, Mary. Happy Valentine's Day, Melissa. You might know Melissa as the voice of the Sporties. The voice of the Sporties. That's right. So, Valentine's Day to them. She knows Chuck Mangione's hologram. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, she knows all about that. She knows all about, um, what's the song that we do? Taps. Taps. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. So, shout out to the Sporties. Check out the Sporties sometime. You can hear Melissa's finest work hear about our past award winners <laughs> yeah that's right oh we'll get that stumper answer later the hard candy answer we'll get that later yeah we'll bite down after our induction of alice coachman in the meantime let's get to our gaslighter of the week each week we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization in this case our gaslighter of the week is you know when an organization Makes you feel like they're doing something, but they're not really doing anything. Yet. Yeah, they're like, but look. <laughs> no, you're crazy. <laughs> um, Gaslighter of the week. Bengals sign offensive assistant Jordan Salkin. 
After much complaining from the jungle about the offensive play calling, the Bengals immediately signed a college quarterback coach to join the staff. Uh, he's not the quarterback coach um, for the Bengals. He's just an assistant. Somehow this is news. Uh, <laughs> it was stated that former Bengal Achilles Smith endorsed the Bengals signing. <laughs> so you know that's good. Reason enough to be pessimistic of the move <laughs> right there. <laughs> Achilles Smith, I th- I'm in. <laughs> I think it's self-serving because his son, Achilles Smith Jr., just signed with Oregon. So he's like, okay, cool. The quarterback coaching job just opened up in Oregon. <laughs> so now Achilles Smith can go take that job. <laughs> But I think they did it to kind of be like, oh, everyone has a problem with our play calling. Well, we're going to sign this guy. This guy has barely done anything. They're like, he used to work with the Dolphins. Like, yeah, barely. Okay. <laughs> Mike McDaniel folded <laughs> towels. Yes. But like, <laughs> that's, exactly. that's nice, dear. <laughs> he's like, he's 31 years old. So is he really good at Madden or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like he's some he kind is. of offensive mastermind. <laughs> offensive mastermind. He knows how to run an HB screen correctly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to NFL Tinder profile. Yes. I will start. Um, I'm going to be reading Gardner Minshew's first. (laughs) So it says here is looking for a place to call home. Although I'm a rambling man willing to bring the Winnie Winnie U-Haul around back and load up my stuff. Just as comfortable in jean shorts and a mullet as any King Gizzard fan. And just like Chuck Norris, I can hear sign language. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best of the Minshew. And when people would just take Chuck Norris jokes and turn him into Gardner Minshew jokes. Yeah. He's a great player. No, yeah. He should definitely get a good landing spot. And if he's not the best single on the market in the NFL this offseason, maybe this quarterback is. Kirk Cousins. KFC. What's the last thing you ate? KFC. The key to my heart is a team with a top wide receiver. <laughs> I'm not really sure who he could go to that has a top wide receiver. I don't think the Raiders will go for him. I mean, I don't want it to happen, but he would make the Steelers pretty tough. But I don't think they'll go for him. No, I think he stays in Minnesota. Steelers just like Racist quarterbacks, that's all. They'll yeah. go with Mason Rudolph or something. They're like smart guys who, you know, drive motorcycles without helmets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got another Tinder Yeah, profile? I got I got Derek Henry's right here. It says, I'm a, I'm a big boy looking for someone to show me the love <laughs> in big ways and, willing to, and I'm willing to stiff arm the competition for the right one. I'll tell you truth, two truths and one, one lie. I'm called the king. I've rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, and running backs win championships. <laughs> All right, I got another running back, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I'm 420 friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for something casual this spring before I try to get back together with my ex in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If, if you didn't know already, you heard it here first. Le'Veon Bell is trying to make a comeback run at 31 years old. Woo! And not in a rapping career. <laughs> and not a boxing career. Apparently, he was trying to box, remember? Yeah, I think he got his ass knocked out. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He's like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> that I really hurt. I hope he did, just because I'm like, He's whatever. Like, Maybe I should go back to the NFL. Damn, <sighs> this shit hurts. <laughs> Good luck to him in all his endeavors. 
That's it. All right, getting into toxic relationships. We'll start off in the NHL. Um, toxic relationship between the Maple Leafs and the Senators. Yeah. With five seconds left in the game and the Senators the Senators are up four to three on the Leafs. The Leafs have an empty net. The puck comes down the ice and a uh, Senators player has a wide open shot to it. So with five seconds left, he takes a massive slap shot. From about three feet in front of the yeah, goal yeah, with like, nobody around. <laughs> empty net just fucking slams into the net as hard as he can. Yeah, he had nobody there, but he also had no chill. So he went slap shot on that shit. Even though like they could have let the... There's five seconds left. They could have run the clock. They don't even need the goal. Yeah. It's one thing to just put it in, but he slapped it and... It was not appreciated by... No. <laughs> Morgan Riley of the Leafs immediately came and uh, used his stick to cross-check him in the face. <laughs> um, it was Ry- Ridley Gregg who took the shot. Um, so then, of course, the bench is clear. And instead of it being like, let's just like count this thing off in five seconds, it's like, let's use all this time that would have be, been the end of the game to just fight. So... <laughs> That's why you stay till the end of the hockey game. Yeah. People, <laughs> people complain there's no fighting in hockey anymore. Well, there definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what brother. a jabroni move. All right. Another toxic relationship. Oh, um, I don't have much info here. Uh, tell me about the pro wrestler who killed his wife. Okay. So William Albert Haynes, also known as Billy Jack, uh, wrestler Billy Jack from the 80s. Um, often, often appeared in stables with Macho Man Savage or uh, Hulk Hogan uh, back in the day. He uh, was arrested after a two-hour standoff with police for allegedly shooting his wife. So when the police finally ended the standoff by arresting him, they did find his wife dead in the house. Ugh. So that's a happy Valentine's Day there, but jeez. I'm have to revisit this at Halloween time. Yeah, Halloween time with Billy Jack. Yeah. Awful. Times like these, we like to read this. If you or someone you know is a survivor of sexual assault and is seeking help, contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Now, let's get into our Hall of Fame inductee, Alice Coachman. Alice Marie Coachman was born on November 9th, 1923 in Albany, Georgia. Born the fifth of 10 children, Alice's family was poor and not having shoes, she ran on dirt roads near her house and practiced jumps over a crossbar made of rags. In fifth grade, Alice received encouragement from her teacher to apply her interests in being an athlete despite being both female and black in Jim Crow America. In 1938, she enrolled at Madison High School and immediately joined the track team. At the age of 16, Alice competed in the Tuskegee Institute track and field relay, where she broke both high school and collegiate records in bare feet. Barefoot. (laughs) Wow. Bad bitch. Growing up in the rural South, Alice was not guaranteed an opportunity for an education, but her performance at the relay earned her a scholarship to the Tuskegee Prep School. During her time at Tuskegee, Coachman won national championships in the 50-meter dash, 100-meter dash, and the 400-meter relay, and her specialty, the high jump. Alice also starred in the Tuskegee basketball team, which won three championships, 
in total, Alice made five different All-American teams, and she was the only African-American on all of them. Unfortunately, Alice was not given a chance to compete in the Olympics in 1940 or 1944 due to World War II. In the meantime, Alice received a trade degree in dressmaking from Tuskegee and went on to enroll in college at Albany State University. Coachman still yearned to appear on the world stage, and in 1948, she qualified for the Olympics by registering a 5-foot, 4-inch high jump, breaking the previous record set in 1932. During the 1948 Games in London, Alice broke the Olympic record with a high jump of 5 feet and 6 quarter inches on her first try. Alice won the gold medal, presented to her by King George the Sixth, <laughs> becoming the first black woman in the world to win a gold medal, and she was the only woman to win gold for the Americans. After returning home from her historic win, Alice was honored with parades from Atlanta to Albany. She met President Harry Truman and former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, and even Count Basie threw her a party. Wow. Coachman retired from athletics that same year. And her combination Olympic gold medal and 10 consecutive U.S. championships has yet to be duplicated. Wow. Damn. In 1952, Alice became the first black woman to endorse an international product when she became a spokesperson for Coca-Cola. After her retirement, Cushman devoted her life to education and the job court in Albany, Georgia. She taught and coached at South Carolina State College Albany State College, and Tuskegee High School. Alice has been honored in eight different Hall of Fames, including the USA Track and Field Hall of Fame in 1975 and the Olympic Hall of Fame in 2004. More importantly, Alice has received credit for opening the door for future black women to compete on the world stage. To quote Alice herself, I think I opened the gate for all of them, whether they think that or not. They should be grateful to someone in the black race who was able to do these things. Alice Coachman passed away at the age of 90 on July 14, 2014, in her hometown of Albany, Georgia. Alice's likeness used to stand side-by-side side with the great Jesse Owens on billboards nationwide, so we owe it to her to hold her legacy in the same reverence as Owens, and for that, she is a legend. Absolutely, Dude, she, yeah, I loved, I loved reading about this. Uh, yeah, it's so funny that she like just showed up in London and just embarrassed all these, like, other women just right there on the world stage. Like it's just, uh, reading everybody else's like measurements, dude, she was untouchable. And that was at 24. So like, imagine how good she would have been if she was competing in the Olympics at like 18. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Dre also a trade degree in dressmaking. Yeah. Isn't that just like insane back in the day? <laughs> she was impressive. <laughs> a specimen. Indeed. All right, let's get that hard candy answer. All right. So what is the women's record all time for standing high jump in track and field? Is it six feet, one quarter inches, six feet, one, six, sorry, six feet and a half an inch or six feet, one inch? I said six foot, one inch. It is six feet, one quarter inches. One quarter inch. So that record has also stood since... 1987. Wow. That record is stood. It's Stefka Costa Denova from Bulgaria. And it's, yeah, six, yeah. 
nuts. Incredible. Yep. All right. Um, we left chasing the Mendoza line for quite a few months, so let's move on to <laughs> church. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the family of Carl Weathers, to the friends, fans, and family of Carl Weathers. Former Raiders linebacker, uh, moved on um, from football and became such a great actor. Um, you know, Happy Gilmore. A star. Uh, yeah. He did Predator. He was Apollo Creed. He's Apollo, he was Apollo Creed. Creed in the Rocky movies. <laughs> he, he's Grief Karga in The Mandalorian. Yeah, he directed Star Wars episodes. Like, come on. He played himself on Arrested Development. In the Burger King. I mean, it's just, it was such a massive loss. Carl Weathers, ugh, what a dude. All right, well, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. You will be missed. You will never be forgotten. Let's move on to roses and chocolates. First up, Je- Jenny Kavnar, or Kavner. She becomes the first MLB primary play-by-play announcer in baseball history, doing it for the Oakland Athletics. Right. I mean, it's one way to turn around the pot, the image of the, of the A's, but she, that's just incredible. First woman play-by-play announcer. So I will be watching A's games this year sometimes. Hell yeah. Next up, former Bengals defensive coordinator and former Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer returns to Dallas to become defensive coordinator once again once again um he took a hiatus after his son suddenly passed uh was it last year um yeah he was an assistant to yeah for the Bengals. yeah and uh so he took a hiatus and it's nice to see mike zimmer back i kind of wanted him to come here if we were to lose lou in a rumo so <laughs> yeah i mean back when we had marvin lewis i wanted zimmer to not be let go like zimmer left to become head coach of the vikings I was hoping we would let Marvin step into an executive role and make Zimmer our head coach. He's a great coach, so we're really happy for him. Roses and chocolates to you, Mike Zimmer. Yes, all of them. Um, And then one last roses and chocolates, Kylie Kelsey. Yeah, Jason Kelsey's wife refused to wear Kansas City Chiefs gear. Mm -mm. Yeah, she would wear red. Her husband, Jason, was wearing Chiefs stuff, even though he's an eagle. I guess he retired, so still. He's just now, he's just a capitalist now. Yeah. <laughs> Good on Kylie Kelsey. She's the only respectable one in the family. She I mean no one wants to talk about her cuz you know she's not the you know the center of the attention but you know she didn't wear red. She wore red but it was not Chiefs red. She was wearing UC Cincinnati Bearcats gear as That's a way right. to still wear red. That's right. Cuz you know she wants to be wearing a Joe Burrow jersey right now. <laughs> it's like the best way you can say it. Like you, underneath that, she has a Joe Burrow jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Kelsey, greater than Travis Kelsey. Yes. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, he's like the modern day Dionysus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sports Ball. And make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Sports Twitter, a subsidiary of Trevbook, to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. Tune in Thursday, March 14th, as we induct Anna Kornikova. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sports Ball. 
May the sports be with you. Always.